The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. The Senior Bowl has come and gone, making this the official start of NFL draft season. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Hancock Whitney Stadium's number one endorser, and with me, as always, is AJ. The NFC West is officially the NFC best, Mark AZ. Lad Peebles for life. Today is our 2021 Senior Bowl recap spectacular. That's it, it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, and the NBA is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Before we dive into Senior Bowl talk, AJ, Matthew Stafford is a Los Angeles Ram. Jared Goff is a Detroit Lion. Draft picks were exchanged. What's your take? I think it is a win-win, Rob. I mean, obviously upgrade for the Rams getting Stafford. Um, you know, it's going to be kind of fun. Like, there, there's, there's a lot of Matt Stafford stands and... A lot of people are still like, well, you know, he's not he's not that great. I, I think I'm caught in the middle still, so we really get to see how good Matt Stafford is, which is awesome. Matt Stafford's clearly the big winner here, but for the Lions to to eat that golf contract and get all those picks back, I, I think that's a great haul. But like, I, I don't know. Would you have rather like the the Panthers first over uh, first round pick this year or the Broncos over that? Like, what do you think about that? Uh, well, I I mean they. The what I wonder is how much do they value this quarterback class if they chose mm-hmm. that this deal over that? Yeah, like are they holding out for DJ Uyangalole? Who knows? Twenty twenty three is a long way away. I think like obviously Brad Holmes coming over from the Rams. I, I think he's clearly a Jared Goff fan, or at least he he at least thinks Jared Goff serviceable enough. Yeah. That through the next two years of the rebuild or whatever it may be, like they won't be a laughing stock, but they can rebuild in the way he wants to and really reset the franchise. Because obviously, the, getting two future first round picks 
it, it means they're in for the long haul in this yeah. rebuild. Um, and and again, choosing this deal, which nets them a 2022 and 2023 first round pick over the more immediate, maybe eighth overall pick from Carolina, let's say, um, makes you think maybe maybe they don't love this quarterback class or maybe that they don't think they'll be able to get the quarterback in this class that they want. I could, I mean, obviously they would take Trevor Lawrence if they could, let's say their, their number two quarterback is uh, um, Justin Fields and they don't think he'll be there. Maybe that's why they go this route. They hold out for DJ. Possibly. But like, if you have the, what are they picking? Seventh, say they have the seventh and the eighth overall pick. That That's more than enough ammo to go up and get Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. But well, 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 but, 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 yeah. What I mean, they're not the the highest they could get to is three, and let's say they don't think they get their like, is that worth the gamble if they think their guy they might go two to the Jets? Maybe not. I think you could twist the Jets' arm at this point, but we're still so early in this process. Regardless, it didn't happen, and yeah, I think I think you're right though. It's indicative that they don't have anyone they love, or if they do, they don't think they can get them. So it makes this very interesting, especially for our post Super Bowl mock draft tease season, baby. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. Probably the biggest trade. I don't know the biggest trade I can remember. Right, like. Uh, it also begs the question, because that's how much it took to get Stafford. Yeah. Does that mean he's going to be the only? Here comes the Stafford train. Is he the only quarterback that's going to be available this offseason? Do we really think Deshaun Watson is going to be traded by the Texans? Because it seems so unrealistic, but people keep act like a lot of bigger media yeah. members keep acting like it's going to happen. Yeah. But I, I just, I still, I, I won't believe Deshaun Watson will be traded until it officially happens. When it, you know, when this first came out, I thought there was zero chance. Now, now I'm like 40, 35%, I'll say it's going to happen. Um, so, you know who the real, the real two casualties of this trade are? Who? John Wolford and Duck Hodges. <laughs> they were going to compete with Jared Goff for that Rams starting quarterback job. Now they, they won't get that opportunity. The writing was on the wall that Goff was, I mean, we, we, you know what I mean? The Goff was on the outs there in, in, in LA. You have to respect the fact that the, the Rams didn't fall to the sunk fallacy cost, sunk yeah. cost fallacy. I said that wrong, yeah. That they didn't just, because they paid Jared Goff and they had thought at one point in time, he could be a franchise quarterback. They didn't just try and make it work, even though they knew it wouldn't because of time invested. They, they, they just shipped him out of town. And, and you also have to respect that they're willing to deal these first-round mm-hmm. picks that, as, as much as we value them, like they're 50-50 if that chance you're going to hit on a legit Pro Bowl talent. Uh, and they, they saw what they believe is a franchise quarterback. And, I mean, considering what um, Jared Goff could do at times with all these weapons in Sean McVay's offense – you have to assume Matthew Stafford can play as a top, like a, a top ten quarterback yeah. level yeah. on this team. I'm and I, I'm with you. I'm so excited to see like what Stafford can do when he has everything, every opportunity given to him that he's he's just never had uh, when he was with Detroit Lions. Yeah, very much so. Um, I mean, they're doing things totally differently. I mean, they're they're the, clearly the boldest team in the NFL, and um, uh, and it, like Trader we haven't. Less. What'd you say? Sorry. Trader less. Trader less, yeah, baby. And I mean, yeah, like you said, like the 
not falling for the like they paid golf, but not falling for just keeping him because you have money invested. I mean, it's crazy. It's exciting as hell. I, I think we're going to see a bunch more quarterback movement, though. I, even Watson aside. Uh, I, I I don't know. Like who I, I keep hearing that, but what other quarterbacks do you really list, realistically see getting moved? Uh, Darnold to a lesser extent. Uh, Tua is still on the table, obviously. I, I'm not saying guaranteed. But Tua is only Tua is I think Tua is only on the table is if they can get to Sean Watson, which I don't think can happen. Or if they or if they plan to draft a quarterback. But yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, I don't these, think they, they do. I don't think so too. But I'm just saying. Uh, obviously, these were the these were the Stafford was the big one. Um, there's a lot of guys. Um, Garoppolo, if the Niners upgrade, who? It, but but who? My question is, who are they upgrading with? We'll see. There's a lot. Of, they're still dominant. The Patriots still have to make it to get a quarterback. Yes, but the quarterback movement, like I keep hearing this, and I'm, but I'm just wondering who. I, I gave you names. Who's getting moved? And there's already yeah, been two. yeah, but like. Two huge who, ones. Who, who are the 49ers acquiring? I don't know. We'll see. But Stay Exactly. Tuned. But if, what do you mean? <laughs> Stay it's, it's, it feels like it's just in the media blunder that, that, like, obviously Stafford does get moved. But the Deshaun Watson thing, like, has everybody, like, there's going to be so much quarterback movement, this, that, and the other. And realistically, like, outside of, like, I think you're right with Sam Darnold, outside of that, really, what's there going to be? Like, I I also include I, I mean know. I know people aren't but you also include that there's gonna be four first round quarterbacks at the very least too right that's exciting you know the Bears yeah, are that, that's not quarterback that's not quarterback movement I know I'm say. just saying in general of course it's gonna be a fun quarterback offseason. speaking of quarterbacks who are fun how about uh, let's talk the Senior Bowl game then we'll dive into the actual practices where we hard the hard the real breakdowns you know the game doesn't matter you'll hear that a lot. Um, but the game's still fun, so let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, Kellen Mond obviously came away as MVP. Uh, I don't it, think in a losing effort. Good about, work, Kellen Mond, King. Does that bother you that they would award it to the <laughs> loser? Not at all. <laughs> um, he he started slow, but obviously he turned it on. Uh, kind of after the first quarter there. Um, yeah, when he scored know. like thirteen points they, in the they, second quarter or whatever. Yeah, it's hard to it, like. Uh, I I basically just made a list of who I thought looked good in the game and who I thought struggled in the game. But again, the game doesn't really matter. It's the practices that do. Um, who's it? Who? My question: Who's AJ's MVP of the Senior Bowl? Game, game, game. game. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to a guy that it didn't pop in the stats. I'm gonna give it to Keith Taylor. I think overall he just had the strongest individual performance in the game, and I it was just you know Deep. just solid coverage. DJ said he had the greatest senior all-star game game a DB's ever had or something. <laughs> and like uh, there was so a lot of how we're, I don't know how we're measuring that, but he did play really well. He did. He did. And that's why I gave it to him. Um, and just to say, I, I, I know there were people that liked him a lot in the practice. You saw glimpses, but he was grabby as hell, in my opinion. It was like every, every top of every route he's grabbing. But physical, competitive. Like, I, yeah. Like I wouldn't like he didn't have a bad week, but I, I I don't think he had like the greatest week or anything. I, no, I think he had a. a but the, like obviously a, his game his game was great. Yeah, he had a solid week and then a, a great great game. Yes. 
Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, basically outside of that Josh Palmer quick slant, which I mean wasn't really his fault. Demar yeah. Hamlin was a step late on that touchdown. Um, outside of that, like I don't think he really gave up anything in coverage. He was just tested a lot bodying. too. Yeah, he played a lot too, eh? Yeah, he did. That's a good point. Um, uh, yeah, I think he stood out uh, probably the most of anybody. I thought Des Fitzpatrick had a really nice mm-hmm. game. Um, Almost 100 yards. The Louisville receiver. Yeah, I, I thought he quietly had a really nice week of practice, too, and just was such a lesser name that no one really talked he, much about it. I, hey, we can do um, this now. He looked, he, I, I agree with you, Rob. Like, he was one of my pleasant surprises. He looked, like, all week, I, I thought he, he was kind of just Mr. Consistent. Like, he wasn't burning anybody, but he was, he's, I think he's very sudden for yep. a kind of a taller, leaner guy. Yep. And uh, he, he getting in there breaks really quickly, just a smooth route runner. And N- nice release. pretty much everything. I, there was a couple yes. concentration like, drop, but the releases and like getting out of breaks were really impressive, especially at what six two two o two or something. Yeah, and like, I think he was like a, I think he's a four year starter at Louisville. Yeah, um, just to Mister consistent, like he's like a late day three guy who's just gonna play in the league for a while. It was kind of the vibe I got with him. Yeah, I, I, I just agree. Like, like a really really good, f- like fourth receiver, or a guy who can be a third receiver. Like, I, yeah, I, I like I no, he really uh, endeared himself to me. This Josh year. Reynolds. He's Josh, Josh Reynolds, uh, good comp. Every, everyone who he's Josh Reynolds, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought he had a, he had like a quietly a very solid game. Agree, um, or not not even quietly solid week, but a, a big game. Yep. Uh, ben Mason had a big game. He he murdered a man. <laughs> um, I thought Patrick Jones kind of str- up and down week. Good game. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Sample, I thought had a phenomenal week and a phenomenal game. Yep. Um. Shy Smith and Marty Rogers both pretty good games, and I thought Robert Hainsey had a good game. Uh, yeah, I mean more on Hainsey later too for me. Um, yeah, like I, Rogers, I mean I don't have him anywhere, so if you, if you don't mind, I'll talk about him now. Definitely a good game, and all week he kind of flashed that like being able to make the contested catches. But I'll add a couple things. One, he I noticed a lot of his reps were against safeties, so like he was killing them. But it was guys that he was wait. It's just just. On yeah. that, they're terrible at picking matchups. Or I don't know how they do it, but yeah. a lot of the time it would just be, yeah, Amari Rodgers kept getting safeties, or it'd be like the same receiver covering the same corner. I yeah. wanted to see different styles of matchups, and we weren't getting a lot of that. And yeah. certain Agreed. guys really benefited from consistently getting safeties on them. Agreed. Yeah, totally. And, I, I mean, I felt like the, the national team did a better job, but the American team, it felt like the same matchups over and over at times. And, yeah, like Rodgers, you know, like he – like Nazir Dean, like he had a pretty nice week, but no chance against Murray Rogers. I thought he did. Yeah, exactly, and and which is a shame because Nazir Dean, every time he was covering tight ends one on one, he was fantastic. Yeah. But he saw Murray Rogers so much, which isn't really a situation you would ever be playing him in. <laughs> Not at all. And Murray Rogers was beating him, and obviously, and like I don't know, it just seems strange. But yeah, Murray Rogers, good game. Uh, outside of the drops, pretty good week. Yep. Um, just like classic slot. He looked. He's just very quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, just I'm trying not to to, to tread on guys um, that we're gonna go out later. Uh, I'll give you two names I thought had bad practice weeks but good games. Uh, to start, Ellerson Smith, who was pretty dynamic in the game. I, I- thought. I thought he had a pretty. Good, he he got better each each practice. He did. Uh, he, he, he did. You you especially that third practice he really was catching my eye. 
Yeah, the first two, I, I don't know, man, and then the third one, he flashed, and then it turned into a really, really nice game. He definitely got better as the week went on. And uh, I'll add Daquan Graham, the, the Texas IDL, who had an okay day yeah. three, but before that, nothing good, and then had a really yes. good game. Yes, No, that's spot on. Um, to, uh, shout out to a couple, specifically three edge, or maybe I should just call them tweeners, Played so much interior D-line this mm-hmm. week because there was none of them there. Boogie Basham, Cameron Sample, and Osa, I'm not going to try and say his last name, from UCLA. All oh, three oh, of them spent so much time on... Sorry. Bam. Yeah. All three of them spent so much time on the interior this week. Yeah, and all three of them had, like, really, really nice weeks. Like, obviously, Cam Sample, one of the big uh, winners. Uh, Boogie, Boogie was amazing, too. And, like, Osa, I think, like... Yeah. Osa, like, he... I, I enjoyed his week. It wasn't, like, as yeah. flashy as the other two, but he also seemed like he was taking as many reps as humanly yeah. possible. Yeah, he worked. Like, he, every rep was a dogfight for him, too. Like, they weren't always yes, wins. Yes. He got Stonewall quite a few times, but, he, like, definitely a really, really good week and helped himself a lot. Yeah. Uh, a couple guys who I thought struggled in the game. Um, a few that struggled just in general this week. Deontay Brown, both the Texas A&M tackles. Uh, I thought Demar Hamlin didn't show up that much in the game. Uh, Jamie Newman had a bad game. Yeah, and sadly Frank Darby, who his second and third practice were really really nice, and then just a couple drops in the game. Yeah, the one really 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 bad drop. I mean Hamlin had the interception, but it wasn't him. It was Taylor that made the play. Um, yep. Yeah. No, I I agree. And like, I don't want to get in on. De- I get, we'll talk Deontay Brown later. I'll save that for a bit. But, uh, yeah, and, and just um, Jamie Newman, I thought he really needed to show up in the game after the week of practice he had, and he yeah. did not. Uh, he, had, he had one of the worst in weeks. General this week were, no. S- sorry, what did you say, Rob? Oh, yeah. Well, th- the quarterbacks this week were just f- not fun at all. Yeah, like Mac Jones was clearly the best, but it wasn't like he had, like, a you know Justin Herbert week or anything like, like that. No, he was just solid. Newman was just was by far the worst, and one of the biggest sliders, if you want to call it, or one of the big losers of this week. Whoa. Felipe Franks was pretty bad too. <laughs> yeah, true, but but I expected more from Newman. You know what I mean? Fair, fair. Uh, okay, let's let's just do senior bowl practice talk now, so we can really get into the nitty gritty. Uh, we we'll do a couple superlatives, and then we'll go uh, and just pick who who's the best at each position uh, this week. Uh, so starting, did you come away from this thinking anyone was a surefire first round pick? <sighs> Not specifically, but if I had to give I names, no. yeah, like like okay, well, like Kadarius Tony is like the best player, and I think he'll be the first one selected. But like, it's yes. not like he had a fantastic week. There was a couple ugly drops. You, yes, um, I think like he 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 entered the week as the only guy firmly in this conversation. I think, yeah, uh, and. You could tell his play speed and his yes. stop-start ability really stood out, yeah. especially early on. But there was a, cu- a couple drops, and then um, just kind of like not – I don't know. Did he even participate on day three? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And so, like, yeah, it was – So, if I, if I were to say anyone was in this category, it would be him, but not, not necessarily because of the senior bowl week. Yeah, exactly. And, like, but you know what? Someone you could – I don't think he's a surefire first-round pick. But Mac Jones probably did the most to get himself as a first-round pick. 
And like again, I don't think it was a fantastic week, but he just looks so much more like I don't know, poised and competent and accurate than anyone else there. But he still, to me, he looked like a day two quarterback. Um, which I mean, no, nothing wrong with that. The other guys looked like, like I, uh, I mean, f- multiple of them looked undraftable. Yeah. Um, and, and again, he he had a couple big big time throws this week. Uh, you tweeted at the Trey McKitty one. That was I think his best throw. Uh, there was a, a sweet bucket drop throw to, I think, I think it was Frank Darby. Uh, yeah, that might be wrong. Uh, um, the and there was a couple throws like that, and like a couple where he he just uh, in team where he'd go through his his reads and and get the ball out on time. Uh, and th- these are things like you expected him to do, but the other quarterbacks could not do it. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly the point. Like he just he looked so much better because what was. <laughs> what the other quarterbacks look like, like I don't know, man. So many of them just holding onto the ball, taking sacks. It's like, it's like oh just throw the God, ball. It was driving me crazy. Yeah, there was like, so many fumbled snaps. Yeah, it was brutal. But the um, the Jones's accuracy, I think Sean, and then you know Matt Rule was talking about his ability to learn the plays. Uh, he wasn't wearing an armband or he didn't need it, whatever. Just hears it once, is locked in. So I think he did a yeah. lot for himself on that L- side. Like the things we we. Knew he was good at he he showed up the senior bowl and did them well which was decision making, accuracy, and, and just being poised overall and yeah. far more competent than the other quarterbacks. Yeah, um, I, I don't think you came away thinking, like I know you don't think he's a first round pick, but you're just saying, hey, maybe in the back of the first round a team takes that chance now. Yeah, I think he, like it wasn't like it was a special week or anything, but I, I think he did enough there that. Like more teams will think about it, you know what I mean? Take a chance there, like you said. I I I think he's like a Teddy Bridgewater style quarterback. He's, yeah, that's a that's a he's good safe comp. I, he's safe, but there's he, that's not something. That's not a guy you take the first round. But Teddy ended up going what thirty first. So yeah. Okay, biggest offensive risers. I mean, it goes without saying. Front of the show, Quinn Miners is going to be number one in pretty much everybody who watched senior bowl practices uh um biggest risers category so he was the star of the week and it, it wasn't really close to be honest you know he he came in um as a late call up because the landon dickerson injury uh played center played guard looked really good at center yeah. i think that's the position i came away eyeing him as i think most people do now um a position he had not played um and he looked great in one on ones. He looked better in team mm-hmm. in nine on seven. Uh, he had a, the most pancake blocks. I'm pretty sure. Oh, hundred percent. Such a uh, just such a like a glass eater. Um, it, it, he was so physical in pass pro. There was one rep I loved where he flattened Patrick Jones and then buried him. Uh, there, there was yeah, and then there was the the pancake of I think it was Osa. Uh, on a on, in team drills, yep. Um, just playing with such great balance, power at the point of attack, and and leverage, and just the nasty streak, and then becoming a, a social media star because he got his belly out. Um, <laughs> he he entered that week. Uh, probably we were probably higher on him than a lot of people, just because we fell in love with the way he just moved people yeah. uh, over the summer. But like he's a legitimate top one hundred pick type guy now. 
hundred percent. Yeah, and like which I like I I went into the week with him as uh, I think third round, and and now I think that's where everyone is on him. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we were right. What else is new? But yeah, like I can't remember if it was Dane Brugler or Daniel Jeremiah said like the, I think it was Brugler, but uh, like the league was kind of like think he's a sixth or seventh round pick apparently, and then yeah, yeah. he came out and he's a top yeah. one hundred guy. And like yeah. Eh, yeah. not not enough can be said that. He didn't have a season. He taught him how to self how to play center over the course of the, the, the non season. Came in as a D three guy and was the best player on the field. Like that's absolutely fucking amazing. He he looks like a plug and play center. I yeah, mean, and like the, the snaps looked good. Like I was I was trying to keep an eye on that too. And like I didn't see any issues. I oh, saw and, and Yeah. And he's he, he won the toughness battle because he broke his hand and kept practicing. <laughs> And wanted to play. Yeah, I know. It, it's pretty pretty crazy. And, it was just a baller of a week. And uh, oh, and he came in in a great size too, six three three twenty. Yep. Yep. Which is another big win for a small school guy. You never you're never quite sure how big they actually are. Yep. Wasn't he? He was listed at three twenty, I believe, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, Wisconsin Whitewater. They don't lie. They don't. They don't lie. That's the that's the big takeaway this week. Um, okay, uh, so he, he was the obvious choice for biggest offensive riser. Who would you slot in number two? I think there's a handful of receivers Yep. to really talk about here. So I'm interested to see who you would give that number two spot to. I, I'm going to go, because look, this whole week I just focused on the front, the front, both sides of the ball. So that that's my bread and butter. So I'm going to go David Moore, who came in and had a really, really nice week. And like, I, I, I'll say, oh. I, yeah, I'll go with David Moore. Who came in? Was he six one three fifty? That's that's a fucking awesome. Also playing he played center. center too. Yeah, looked pretty good. Uh, not as good as as Miners overall too. And like I thought, like in the first game, and sorry, in the first day of practice, he was super aggressive, and it was kind of costing him a bit. And the, but then he kind of settled in, and he he was still so aggressive. He was just jumping guys and physical as hell. And I, so like the first time I watched him, like, which actually wasn't the first time I watched him, but the first day. Um, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't good. He's impatient. He's a little lungy, but then he kept it up and he's just like jumping guys. I remember like uh, Marvin Wilson, just zero chance on him. And it's like, just uh, aggressive as hell. It's Stonewall boogie Basham who had one of the best weeks. Like I thought David Moore was just absolutely studly. And, um, another guy who, who put himself in I, maybe the top 100 conversation at the very least fourth round pick. I think he looked really good in team. Yeah, that too. Uh, he climbed so well to the second level. Yep. Um, and, and just seeing, yeah, seeing him transition to center, another big bonus. Uh, but yeah, just massive wide man yeah. who moves surprisingly well, plays super physical. I, I liked his tape a lot, but it's like another guy who hadn't played in a year, so you never know. Yeah. And he just showed out. So uh, um, there's a lot of good linemen and a lot of small or a lot of non power five linemen. Who yeah, good. I could like honestly, I think we could do a whole show just on the the offensive line and the defensive line. Probably, um, okay, because uh, I'm kind of the the more flamboyant one of us. I went with a receiver here. Uh, I I I debated between Demetric Felton, Cade Johnson. I I decided Cade Johnson. Okay. Um, I think he had another guy who hadn't played in a year, another guy who's not playing Division One football from South Dakota State. I thought he had the the combination of the the best week in, in terms of release, route running, and catching the football. Yeah. I thought no receiver had a better week than him. He looked like a guy who's going to start for ten years out of the slot. 
Um, he he his ability his pacing on his routes, um, his repertoire of, uh, of releases. Like he 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 was beating. He's not the biggest guy in the world. He was like five ten one eighty. Yep. He was beating press coverage. He he was uh, eating up cushions like. I don't know the way he'd stem routes and keep speed through routes. He was just always open. Even and there was a couple times where he didn't create a ton of separation, and he'd make a kind of a traffic catch, and he looked really good doing that too. I love Kay Johnson. I think unbelievable week. So I I, I put Felton here over Johnson, but I put Johnson for new crush because yeah, I I totally fell in love with that's, that. That's that's a category. Yeah, I thought I thought so. Did you make that category up? That's not in the email you sent me, Asia. <laughs> I think it was. Anyways, okay. I put him there. <laughs> you can make it. Don't worry. We can do this on the fly. Because um, I yeah, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And like everything you just said, he just he was just on on his game the whole the whole week. And like his route running really stood out. And like you said, just quick in and out of his breaks. Um, hands were strong. Had a special teams tackle in the game, which is going to be big for. For a guy like you know a small school guy, if he if he has to play on special teams, um, I yeah he was just he was just an absolute stud man, and he was him I I got another name too so don't worry but like him and another guy just I I've, I fell in love with him this week and uh, it, I totally agree it looks like he's gonna be in the league for ten years. Yeah, and then but you said so your third was Felton and my third is also Felton. There you um, go. Yeah, and who yeah. Felt dynamic and hit. Yeah. He's so twitchy. Yeah, and like I thought he looked really good running routes, and like you could see yeah. it out of the backfield. Um, you know, on, on twenty on the twenty twenty tape, I didn't think it was going to translate that immediately, especially when he's playing full time wide receiver here. I think he only got one snap at running back all week, so and he was just yeah, like just. No, that's not true. What do you mean? He 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 had a ton of snaps at running back. Oh, did he in team? Yeah, in team. You know me. I don't focus on running backs. Um, I he just looked. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like he looked like he was at a different speed and just like nifty as hell. He's another guy that got some easy net matchups. But even when they weren't, um, he was he was kicking ass. And I mean, like his his feet are so light and his change of direction skill and stop start ability are just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They kept talking about how he's gonna play the Naeem Hines role in the NFL. Like I I, I I've heard that all week. But all I'm saying is he spent all week or most of his week playing receiver. Like, are we sure he's going to be playing this scat back role and not just being a full-time slot? I don't know. I don't know. I see. I, I think it, it would depend. It's going to be team to team. I would think but yes. they were acting like all week. Like he, no, he's, he's a Naeem Hines type running back, which is a good comp. I'm just wondering if every team views him as, as that. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. See, I, I I would use him as a gadget guy, and you know, like he wouldn't leave the field. He's he's running back. He's a wide receiver. He's doing everything for me. Um, but no, Fear I replace Tavon Austin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, like if you were to ask me, I think he's more likely to be a true wide receiver than a true running back. But I mean, yeah. Okay, biggest defensive riser. Um, I mean, he was my favorite player going into it, and he came out uh, with one of the best weeks I've seen. Cameron Sample, yeah. my guy, the two-lane two defensive lineman. He had about as complete a week as any defensive lineman. Um, he's playing on the edge. He's playing on the interior. He he was dominating in his his uh, one-on-ones in pass, uh, against 
uh, on pa pass rush. Um, you saw him flash both both Twitch and Power, mm -hmm. uh, and both on the interior and on the edge. And I thought he looked even better in team, especially as a run defender. He was getting off blocks or he's shooting gaps, and yep. he was coming backside and chasing things down. Um, he he killed some of these guards. Uh, in team with just how quick his hands are and how heavy his hands are. Uh, he, he is, like, is he going to be a top 100 pick now? I I think there's a shot, man. Like you said, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, it just at times he felt too quick for guys, especially his inside move. And it was just like, it's like, fuck. And, and, like, I don't know, you can label him a tweener, but I, like, I want guys that can play inside and outside. Like, that's the, that's just a plus yeah. to me. and. Like you said, like even in team, um, like crashing backside, he just felt like he was messing up every single snap almost. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I can see him being a top one hundred pick. Definitely, he's just no one looked better than him on defense. That's that's definitely definitely true. Well, you're 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 hearing some Michael Bennett talk about yeah. him, yeah. Which I like that. I like that with the ability to kick inside on passing downs and just being a, such a disruptive player all over the defensive line. Similar and size, yeah. Boy, oh boy. I'm I'm very pleased with Cameron Sample. You should be. No, he was great. And like you said, the, the power was there too, the quicks. Uh, it was a complete week. Who's your number one defensive riser? Oh, it was Cam Sample. Uh, so to, to go to number oh, two. Okay. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was a clear one. Uh, I, I, how about for number two? We'll stick at the same position. How about William Bradley King, who kind of – Yes. I didn't think he was going to be so dynamic as he was. Uh, weighed in nicely too, and like another guy, he just kind of kicked ass all week in practice. Uh, competitive all I'm as hell. Saying, it's another guy. I, all I'm saying, it's another guy I standed for. Yeah, I feel, I feel vindicated. <laughs> and like uh, every time, like he, like another guy, he countered to the inside. It just felt like no one could block him. Um, and yeah, yeah, what, his hands are awesome. Yeah, he's got ha awesome hands, which yeah. is why I liked him so much. Um, his production like wasn't dominant this year or anything making the jump from the Sun Belt to Baylor but yeah like just when you when you see a pass rusher who's got hands and has has a repertoire even though they're so young still it's it's oh it just gets me so excited I love hands <laughs> and That's I, I for me I, I just I love the guys that are just competing every single rep and um like like I I put I put Osa as my third biggest defensive riser too because he was another guy just just oh I like that competing his ass off and I think both of these guys and like Cam Sample was almost making it look easy and like for Bradley King it wasn't wasn't easy but it was he was doing it every fucking time out okay my my number two I've patted myself on the back too many times already so here here here's a guy I I came away thinking man you're fucking stupid Richie Grant looked unbelievable all week yeah played. Nickel, played corner, played safety. A guy I was definitely too low on entering the week. Me too. Um, picked up Jamie, Jamie Newman more than once. Um, and he just looked awesome. He like He's a guy who I, 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 I liked how he looked in coverage, but I didn't think he was as fluid or as explosive uh, as he looked at the Senior Bowl. Um, and I think he played much more physical at the Senior Bowl than yeah. I previously thought watching his tape. Uh a guy who who can add so much versatility to the back end of a defense, which is what every defensive coordinator wants these days. Like, I, I like straight up. I I, I thought he he was like a fourth round guy entering the week, and boy was I wrong. Like he's he 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 looked like one of maybe the 
the number two safety in this class. I, I put him for my sending me back to the tape because, yeah, I was also big wrong on him. He, like, yeah, he looked like a top 50 guy. And like you said, picked off Newman multiple times. One, it was like he undercut a, like an end to Tony. That was beautiful. Um, multiple PBUs. Like you said, sticky and men uh, all week. He, he Like his hips look like corner hips. Uh, he, he was just a monster. Like whatever, like in team, if the ball was there, Richie Grant was there. Uh, okay, biggest offensive slider. I think without a doubt, number one has to be Deontay Brown, who I think had only bad practices and had a bad game. Did not move very well um, when asked to pull. Did not look very good in pass protection, one-on-ones. Like I thought really struggled uh, with his hands. I thought yeah. he played too high. Uh, he just kind of looked sloppy um, all week. Like, uh, that's about as bad as a week as he could have had. And he was a guy who we were really excited about, uh, entering the week, entered the week as a definite top 100 guy came in at 200 or 300 and what? 363 pounds. Yeah. And then did not move well at all. And there was a big hindrance on his game. And, uh, that, the, I mean, that alone sending me back to the tape on him. Yeah. I, I also put him semi back on the tape. Um, my like maybe my biggest disappointment. I, I will say I think day three of practice he got better, but um, yeah, because like like you said, he wasn't using his hands, and I, he finally started to do it a bit. Like had a couple really nice reps, but it was just like it was it was bad. And like you said, uh, sluggish, uh, didn't move well. He also just wasn't as physical as hoping. I, I didn't see a fire from him, which kind of bugged me a bit. Like there was no like when he lost the ref, there was no bounce back. Um, you didn't even really see the power too much. like, he, And like you said, when he was pulling and stuff, he was kind of just bouncing into guys, not really blocking guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, he's, playing, he's playing too high. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, like, like I like I can say definitely AJ. the se- Yeah, what's up? Is he a heavy-legged waistbender? <laughs> he might be. <laughs> like, And you know last week how high I was on him, thinking he's a second-round guy, early second-round guy. Um, I don't know. Maybe the setting just isn't made for him. Maybe the season he's just gassed. I don't. It's it's a bad look. Anyway, you caught it though, because like like I don't know. The one on ones, it was bad. But I guess like he's never gonna look that good there. But he, he was still ugly. You know what I no. mean? I, I do think I'll give him some you credit. Sucks. He, he settled in on day three. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. We we were we're both very excited about Deontay Brown and Ben Cleveland, and Ben Cleveland had a wicked first practice, yeah. but then was out the rest of the week. Yeah. It sucks. Um, definitely. Definitely. I mean, like, yeah, like, there was a my, couple. My, my, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, my number two slider is Jamie Newman. Yeah, I, I also have Newman. It's, I don't know, man. Like, the, yeah, the ball he, was coming off his hand he, nice, but I, it was, it was, everything else was bad. He rusty. Yeah, you could see it. Like, there, 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 his, he, he was holding the ball too long. He was not throwing accurate balls who's not throwing touch he was forcing things he threw multiple interceptions yeah um like he did not look that much better than felipe franks i thought like felipe uh, like, franks had more was clearly the... sorry go ahead i thought kellen was clearly the second best quarterback after mac jones this week um and and yeah like the newman just i don't even like there was no moment i thought where newman really made himself any money if anything he only hurt himself like he did not look like the the first quarterback off the board on day three or anything no um totally agree and like even like franks i think had a couple more flashy throws than newman did 
Um, lots of overthrows. Like you said, poor decision-making. He didn't even look that athletic, to be honest. Like, when he was getting out of the pocket, he just looked like whatever. No. Mon looked much more athletic. Yeah. Like, Mon, Mon helped himself a lot. Ian Book looked like Ian Book. And, like, Newman was the big loser of the group, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll, I'll throw Do another you one here. offensive players? Yeah. Okay. So, more, maybe more of a big disappointment. Um, I put Spencer Brown. I, I wasn't impressed by Spencer Brown, like, at all this week. I thought he had a bad day one and, like, just not memorable day two or three. Yeah, that's pretty much, like, how I felt. Like, there was one where Dalen Hayes just jacked him up. Uh, bulldozed and put yep. on his ass and yeah like it was really bad day one and he never really settled in maybe day three was a little bit better but and it was but it, it wasn't, wasn't like you were like this this was a good day no never never and in team was, i don't think nah. he looked good either um just no. just nothing impressive at all and for a guy that you know a lot of people thought he was going to make a big jump uh he didn't at all the, like his he just he couldn't handle leverage because no. he's so freaking tall. Yeah, and his his anchor is just not very strong right now. No, totally. Uh, okay, biggest defensive sliders. I found there was maybe less blatant defensive sliders. Agreed. Yeah. Or maybe be because like just not but the guys who were supposed to be good were good. Um, there wasn't necessarily a ton of like big big names. Uh. Through one guy who really I guess stood out to me um, was a guy who had I mean you could find him in first round of mock drafts before the season Hamilcar Rashad just didn't look like he belonged out there um, he split time between edge and linebacker yeah uh, he, I don't think he won a pass rush uh, uh, rep in one on ones and when he had to cover tight ends he was just getting beat he also just didn't take that many reps which I thought was interesting. Um, and yeah, I don't know. He he just seemed very positionless out there. Yeah, I noticed that. He it felt like he just wasn't on the field that much. And uh, right? when he when he Weird. was, it was nothing to write home about at all. No. Um, I got um, through a couple other names. That's a good one. Um, how I know Marvin Wilson probably isn't a slider, but he just didn't move the needle. I put him for disappointments. Just yeah, like he wasn't. Like, he didn't help himself at all. Yeah, like, I don't... I don't know if he hurt himself, but, like, he... he well, he hurt himself, but I don't know if he was, like... He was bad. It was just, like, meh. He had a couple yeah. nice raps, and yeah. a lot of the time he was just getting stoned. Like, I, I legitimately think, before he got hurt, like, Malik Herring was playing better than him. Oh, definitely. I saw a lot more flashy reps from Malik Herring. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, you never saw that from Marvin Wilson. It was more just forgettable. Yeah, like, like, you know, he's big and he's moving okay. But, like, other than that, he's not winning at all. Exactly. Um, um, I, oh, go ahead. I, I put the linebackers who just don't know how to cover. <laughs> Me too. Me which too. Were, there was, like, I put Patty Fisher, Tough Borland, KJ Britt, and Tony Fields. Those, specifically Patty Fisher and Tough Borland. Agreed. Big 10 yeah. linebackers, baby. Yeah. They could not cover. They It was, it was tough. Borland. It was... Uh. Like, every single rep, you just knew they were going to get toasted, and it kind of sucked. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but, hey, on, on the bright side, I thought they all looked much better in team setting against run. Yeah. Or zone dropping, but they could not cover and make coverage at all. Mm-hmm. 
KJ KJ Britt is gonna should be labeled with the Brandon Spikes. If he played in the eighties, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, KJ Britt like had a, like a couple of TFLs and stuff, but <clears throat> yeah, he, he he but he's not gonna be able to play on passing downs. <clears throat> no, he's not. <laughs> so uh, here I'll stick in the Big Ten. How about Shakatoni? I just I didn't see anything yep. from Shakatoni. I don't. He he, he was it was a little better than Hamilcar Rashad. Just yeah. because he was taking more reps, yeah. But it it was a very similar situation in that he, I think, I counted one passer that P one when he went speed to power. Uh, I forget it might have been against Adrian Neely. Um, but other Probably. than that, it, it was like <laughs> it wasn't a very impressive week from him, and he also struggled to make the transition to trying to cover a tight end. Like I saw, I saw one. Like first of all, he should, probably shouldn't be covering that well, but like. So he had like one nice rep in coverage, which surprised me. But um, he the the, the <clears> downfield <throat> one, the downfield one on day one of practice. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Um, and it felt like he got Raidens a lot, and Raidens just fucking smoked him. He had that one where he tried to pull the spin move on Robert Jones, and Robert Jones put him in the dirt. Uh, yeah, Robert it was an Jones ugly week. Fun. Ugly week. Yeah, there I I kind of felt that a lot. Like, not not. The, maybe the the bigger name defensive lineman just didn't stand out when out, outside of Buggy. Um, I thought Quincy Roche. Smaller name Quincy Roche was pretty good. Oh, and Quincy Roche. Yeah, Quincy Roche had the best uh, week among those tweener guys. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I think overall a lot of the more brand name defensive linemen just didn't have great weeks. Uh, when this a lot of smaller name guys had kind of. Quite like like you brought up William Bradley King, Cameron yep. Temple, like those guys have quietly pretty strong weeks. Yeah, like, like I don't Malik know, Jordan, too. Yeah, Malik Herring too. That's true. Um, like Jordan Smith didn't show too much. I'm not going to put him as a loser or anything. No. but you're right. No, a, lot of, no. a lot of the big just, names just meh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Our favorite thing, weigh-in warrior. Who <clears throat> who's weighing when you saw the the picture of it on Twitter? Because that's <laughs> how we we're getting them. Um. Who got you jazzed up the most? I mean, okay, there's one clear winner, even though he didn't have a great week of practice. And it's Janarius Robinson, who's, who's – what was he, 6'5", 266? I, Go ahead. I disagree. I think Janarius Robinson had a very underrated week of practice. I think he got better each day, and I was very interested in him, especially in team drill. It was okay. Like, I don't think it was bad, but I don't – no he big flashes. Beaten, he was beating the hell out of Alex Leatherwood. <laughs> in team <clears throat> yes yeah i know that, that's that's true uh hold on i'll, I'll read the stats out six five two sixty six eighty seven inch wingspan uh 35 and three quarters arms and 11 inch hands like that's that's massive so like just that even if he had a, a terrible week that helps him um another guy who who had incredibly long arms deontay smith who also had an incredibly <clears throat> good week the yep. east carolina tackle uh Hey, we just love long arms. Hamza Nasiruddin has octopus arms for a safety. Um, and then our boy Ben Cleveland. He's yeah. just freaking massive. And so sad that he got hurt because he was looking like... Yeah. Like, he top 50 guy for his both, right? 100%. I got him like as a borderline first round grade. Yeah, okay. That's I was pretty sure you had him very high. So I'm glad. Because he looked like that before he got hurt. He did, yeah, definitely, and it, it big time sucks. And he looked like the guy to bring the energy to. And what? What is he? Six six three fifty four. Like, 
That's massive. Yeah. So yeah, I think those are like and he was moving were, well out there. He was. It wasn't Deontay Brown. It was he was moving. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other William Warriors? No, those were those were our big ones. Here, new crush, Rob. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so I, I mentioned Kay Johnson. That was an easy one. And to segue, Deontay Smith uh, really, 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 really caught my eye. Because, I mean, like you just said, had a fantastic week. Weigh, weighed in beautifully. And we already know he was, like, a pretty freaky athlete. Um, and then, I don't know, man. I thought he had a, he just had a fantastic week. Not too yeah. many losses at all. Like, he, he's got the quicks. At both tackle and guard. Yes, at guard, too. I, there was one where Big Marlin was on him. Uh, got got out on him and quick finished finish him to the ground. Show that he's mean. Um, William Bradley King that counter move that he kept going to. Deontay Smith shut it shut it down. I, he was fantastic. I think he was probably the best uh, offensive lineman on the American team. Uh, he I I think he was the best tackle there. I, I like he Dante, was unbelievable. I, think it, I to 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 put another name out. I put Dylan Radins. I think those were the two best. Um, like just okay. Again, you mentioned we we knew we knew coming in he was gonna have incredibly long arms. Yeah, we knew he was a great athlete. I was not prepared for him. To, he he's also sending me back to the tape. He's also my pleasant surprise. Like, uh, I didn't actually have him for new crush, but um, it's a very on brand that you did. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, right? And like, I, um, I I heard the like the love for him, and then like. Just watching American practice live, I'm like, he, he wasn't too flashy. And then when he really threw on the tape, it's like, holy fuck, he had a monster week. Uh, I hit, I'll i give you another offensive lineman. I love Robert Jones, the middle yeah. Tennessee state lineman, who's also another guy who's sending me back to the tape. He's a pleasant yep. surprise. It's all kind of the same. Um, so much power in his hands. Yeah. And just brings such a nasty to the offensive line. I think he's a guard in the NFL. He, he's playing both. Definitely. He played tackle at middle Tennessee state. He also wore a neck roll that made him look really cool at <laughs> Middle Tennessee State. Um, but just, I don't know if anyone had more power in their hands this week on the offensive line than him. That's a good point. No, I, I put him for pleasant surprise, too. And like I mentioned, the the one where he just, Tony tried the spin and he put him in the dirt. No, he, he was a, like, yeah. one of those quietly strong categories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my number one new crush was, like, maybe he's already my crush, but I just wanted to put him somewhere. I Like, Dwayne Eskridge, if yeah. maybe like he didn't he didn't practice on day three, but frick his his stop start ability, his yeah. speed, his ability like his pacing. There was my favorite thing he did. The deep was route. I forget who. Yeah, someone gave him a nine yard cushion, so he just ate that away, stemmed out. Or but but okay, he hesitated in his pacing off the line. Yep. Which ha- caused the DB to hesitate one step. Then he attacked the, his hips by stemming outside and then darting back inside once he got inside leverage. And it was just magnificent. And uh, he, he just looked on, like, on a different level athletically. Him and Kadarius Tony, I thought, looked like the best athletes there. Yeah, no, for sure. Both of them looked like, a, like they're at a different speed. Um yeah, it was one of the Oklahoma corners. I think it was Trey Brown actually that he, he pulled that too. And yeah, like there was there was reps too. Like Keith Taylor had one where he was mugging him. Uh, Estridge kind of stumbled at the top of his break, but um, like still made the like the contested catch. He was he was just an absolute monster. He was I think he was, I put him for best receiver there. Oh really? Okay, yeah. I, I put someone else, but it, it was hard because I think there was a lot of really <clears throat> awesome receivers. 
I, I think the receiver group and the offensive line group were just loaded, and we could have done a whole show about those two positions. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, no, definitely. Uh, okay, pleasant surprise. I had Deontay Smith and Des Fitzpatrick. We've talked about them both, but, yeah, both. Lots of guys are sending me back to the tape. Yeah, uh, I put William Bradley King. I put Des Fitzpatrick. I put Robert Jones. And someone we haven't mentioned yet, Robert Hainsey. Just, like, lock solid all week. I playing, playing guard most of the time. Had some snaps to center, too. Uh, it looked better in team there. Yep. Just some, a quietly yep. very, very, very strong week. Um, honestly, to add, I think both – like, like you already know I liked them, but I didn't have put them anywhere. But I thought both Ogundeji and Dalen Hayes had nice weeks, too. Uh, Banks wasn't bad, but Haynes, Haynes was just I – don't, I don't think he lost any reps. It was just like – and it wasn't flashy. He wasn't no. putting guys in the dirt. Just safe. He looks like a guy that you can plug and play a guard. Yeah, he – his hands – and and his, his base his base those yeah. are the two things that like once he was on you it was done yeah yeah but like you said like it wasn't it wasn't necessarily done in the way quinn miners was ending lives it was just he had you and it was yeah one two okay it's over yep exactly and i i really started to enjoy him it felt like whenever you got like uh the the trio of like the the Notre Dame guys and creed humphrey in the middle or miners in team drill for the national team, it just you knew that a big run was coming. They they just they worked so well off each yeah. other. Yeah. Okay. Biggest disappointments. I I I, I mean I, I had Marvin Wilson here. Yeah. Um, it was just a very mad week. But maybe the biggest disappointment for me was Alex Leatherwood. Yeah, I think for sure. He entered the week as he's he's playing left tackle only. Don't you worry. He he entered the week as what was known to be the best offensive lineman there. Yeah, and I don't even like he wasn't even one of the ten best offensive linemen there. And in, in no. the end, um, there was a ton of great offensive line play, and he really struggled. Quincy um, Roche abused him. Not to, the, yeah, not it wasn't to the same level as where Deontay Brown's struggles stood out so much, but like he was he he struggled against power and speed. Yeah, Bradley King had one where he jacked him back. Um, why had Hubert kicked his ass? Like, I don't know. Why had like, Hubert kicked his and Alaric Jackson's ass? <laughs> yeah, Alaric Jackson had a bad week. I, I, Alaric, I put Alaric Jackson here, too. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he was bad. And, but you know what? Both of them kind of settled in on day three. Um, not, not great, but I thought Leatherwood kind of started showing it. But another guy, him and Deontay Brown, there was no emotion, no fire to them. I didn't like that. They didn't feel like they were there to compete, which kind of irked me because I, I like both of them, especially I love Deontay Brown. And I don't know. And like, again, Quincy Groshe just kept coming off and beating him with quickness. Uh, when you're getting people at White Hubert, not great. Like, and like you said, he was losing in, in by speed and power. Uh, just, I don't know. There, there was one rep where, where, like I said, Hubert kicked his ass. It was in team. Um, Trey Smith like was solid, but the play got blown up. And, like, you saw the emotion with Trey Smith. He was like, fuck, we fucked up. And Leather was just kind of, like, standing there like it was another play. I, I don't know. Some of those things I was just kind of keeping it on, and I didn't love about, about Leatherwood. Yeah, and my biggest concern with him was his his play strength and his yeah. anchor coming in. And we saw that be an issue. And on top of he he, he struggled to crawl speed, too, so not great. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Here's here's a big one for me. Sage Surratt. Mine when we too. had all these wide receiver, yeah, we had all these wide receivers stand out, and he didn't. 
like he wasn't horrible but like he just didn't he 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 seemed lethargic or something like he seemed slow yeah, yeah. especially in and out of his breaks his routes were nothing i i'll say this nico collins had the week i thought sage throughout was yes good that's a good point because where where like he he wasn't like nico collins wasn't like some route running master or anything but he's winning all these contested catches yep. he was separating deep yep and and he i think he nico collins had some of the best like traffic grabs all week yep I, I like Sage Surratt, like, like I thought he was physical, but there was no separation all week. Um, he wasn't bringing in all the contested grabs. Like, there were some, like, just nice hands catches. And like you said, Nico Collins, uh, first of all, just eating up big ground off the, off the hop. Um, big time contested catches. Getting deep and winning. Uh, it, like, there was nothing in between. Either it was, like, a quick hitch and, like, a nice contested grab, or he's winning deep. And Surratt, like, I don't know. It was just such a mad week. He was one of my big disappointments. Him, him Leatherwood, Deontay Brown. Uh, how about Kenny Yaboa? Just didn't flash at all for me, and like looked a lot stiffer than I expected. Like, uh, like yeah, I don't know. There was a couple nice catches, but just not running routes very nice. Like you could tell he can get vertical, and that's what he, he did very well at Ole, Ole Miss. But just I don't know. Just just yeah. was it like again? I, I, just because I, I was so high on him. Tight ends in general did not impress me. Uh, yeah, uh, McKinney was kind of fun because he had like five one-handed catches. But <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Um, um, you both had the nice catch in the in yeah. the in the game, at least to finish it off. But yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, just trying to be different. So many people are sending me back to the tape, but I I just put three in this category. Uh, Janarius Robinson, just he's so big, and I yeah. I thought he got better each week. So I'm or each practice. So I'm I'm very interested in him. Uh, Osa, because I was yep. a little low on him, and then seeing how much dog he had in him in in his positional versatility, that got me excited. Just a big time motor, and it just like you said, every rep was a freaking fight with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Brampton's own Josh Palmer, who <laughs> had a really great week. Yeah, he was great. No, no, for real. Um, so I mentioned I mentioned most of mine. I'll, I'll throw a couple more. How about how about Lee Caring, who we mentioned a lot this today already, who had had flashes, and I'm like I didn't. I didn't really expect it, and yeah, he, he got banged up, but um, that's an interesting. I'll throw Keith Taylor here, too, because I, I liked him a lot what I saw, even though he's he was a bit grabby, had the monster game. Um, yeah, I think I think those those guys. Um, I want to get more more St. Juiced, because I'm, st- I'm, I'm not sure where I, I feel about him after this week, to be honest. He, he had an interesting week, uh, maybe like a similar week to Keith Taylor, but to a lesser extent. Maybe, yeah, where- yeah. He he was he was he was I think even more grabby than Keith Taylor, but about the same. They're both he grabby really as well. good at yeah. They, they he looked really good at times as a press man yep. guy in one on one. Just he's so big. I also felt like he was another guy that got the the bad matchup bounce. I swear, like Eskridge a couple times. It's just like he yes, got yeah. Like well, yeah, that sucked. Uh, well, what doesn't suck is bet online because. The Super Bowl is just around the corner, AJ, and what that means is plenty of prop bets for you, me, and everyone out there who wants to take advantage of all of BetOnline's great sign-up bonuses using the code ARMCHAIR. And college basketball, the NBA, it's all happening in the hockey if you bet on that uh, like a psychopath. Uh, head to BetOnline and uh, continue to bet online. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, let's go position group by position group. Pick your best guy. Uh, you can throw a couple honorable mentions out there, too, if you want, if it was no. close. Uh, whoo, I know you've got, like, 15 for each. So <laughs> I try not um, to. Yeah. Actually, before before we do that, what was the worst position group, in oh, your opinion? Good question. Because uh, we said the, the best was the offensive line and the receivers. Yeah. I mean, I, I, to say not to, – to, to go different than quarterback – uh, I thought the, the yeah. I thought the linebackers were the least interesting. Yes. Which 
it it kind of linebackers and running backs. It's hard to get in this type of setting. Yeah, but but a lot of these linebackers could not cover. No, so I'll, I'll say linebackers. Um, and yeah, like that's fair. the the tight ends were more disappointing than the linebackers because I had well, maybe not more expectations. The tight ends but there was guys sh- I liked. Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay, best quarterback is Mac Jones, <laughs> without a doubt. We talked about him. And I think clearly, like we said, the be- the second best was Kellamond. I don't even know who the third best was. I guess Ian Book, but he kept running every play. So <laughs> I think Ian Book would be the third, definitely. And then a pretty a pretty big drop to the next three. I think like Mac Jones is on a level of his own. Kellamond's on a level of his own. And Ian Book's on a level of his own. I agree. <laughs> the other three are the. Do you remember anything Sam Ellinger did? Yeah, holding onto the ball way too long. That's all day, all game, all week. Uh. But anything oh, positive? So no, I don't. I don't remember any singular positive throw uh, at all. I think it's it's more annoying with the Ellinger thing because like, Felipe Franks was bad, but like everyone knows that. Hey, you know what? Sam was Ellinger couple... was bad, and then yeah. Go ahead. There sorry. was a couple. What? No, there, Franks had a couple where he just slinged it like big time on a line. But if oh yeah, <laughs> if he's trying to put any on. touch on it, it's, it's fucking going nowhere. Yeah. But it was annoying to me that like Sam Ellinger had did nothing for himself this week, but no. is like you like you mentioned Top McShay is like comparing him to Jalen Hurts. I Top McShay, I think I think it was McShay, it might have been Kuiper. One of them said he's it's Tim Tebow without the circus. Yeah. Now is that good? Like what does that even mean? I I, I honestly Tim Tebow's I don't, not good at quarterback. I don't think that is good. I think the, the the good quality of Tim Tebow was that he was a hell of a leader. And I mean, Ellinger is a leader, but not to the same extent. So I think that's the circus. Like if Ellinger kneeled, no, or what was that prayed? I don't know. The T boat. If yeah. Ellinger T boat, no one would care. <laughs> I th- like if I were to do a losers list, uh, Ellinger would be on it. I wouldn't even put him on it because I didn't even notice him. Just, uh, okay. just best running back. We haven't talked about. Yeah, no, go ahead. We haven't talked about the running backs at all. No running back talk because running backs again in this setting, not great. Um, we did get we get to see how the, some of them handle pass protection. We got to see them catch the football. That's always good. Uh, a couple big runs from a couple guys. Who I don't think maybe there was necessarily a clear best running back. Um, although I, I'm going to back my guy, so I'm wondering who you've got. Okay, we already spoiled. I, I also have Michael Carter, <laughs> but but no, I, I think I, I think there was a lot to like from a like a good good number of the backs. To be honest, I thought the most un or not underrated, maybe the most solid week came from Larry Roundtree. Larry Roundtree was he just looked like, like he could. Yeah, no, for sure, I agree. He looked like he can just be a backup running back in the league for a decade. Stevenson uh, really shone with the uh, pass protection. He, he was clearly the best. Which, yes. Uh, I think I, I ended up picking Michael Carter because his athleticism yes. stood out the most. He had his burst, his quickness in uh, running routes. Um, yep. Had a couple good grabs. Yep. Uh, had some bad pass protection reps, but also had some good ones. So yeah. I ended up going with him. No, I, I, I honestly exactly the same thing I wrote down. Um, just to throw more, Khalil Herbert can run routes, but he cannot catch the football. He's frustrating as hell. No, I know. It's weird. So, yeah, like, honestly, if he cleaned up his hands, I thought he would have had a really, really good week. Because there's a lot of nice pass, uh, pass pro reps. It's a couple ugly ones, but more good than bad. 
Uh, Stevenson was a stud blocking. And honestly, I, I liked what I saw him running routes and uh, catching the ball. And Chris Evans, maybe – I think Chris Evans did the most for him, himself, of all the yeah, running backs. Probably. Especially yeah, coming he, at 220. He yeah, him him and Roundtree just both yeah. really solid all around weeks. Yeah. Um and Evans needed that type of week. So. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like you said, Carter's got the juice. He got open. Um he can run routes. Like it, he just looked like a different speed of anyone there. Uh okay, best receiver. You already said you ended up picking Dwayne Eskridge. Yep. I went with Cade Johnson. Mainly the separator being uh, Eskridge was out day three and K Johnson had another really good like K Johnson had great practice each day. Yep. Dwayne Eskridge didn't have the third practice. No no to no fault of his own. So that's just kinda how I broke the tie. Oh, that's fair enough. Um, um yeah. K Johnson I thought was the best overall route runner. Um Eskridge was the best overall athlete maybe yep. yeah uh excluding Kadarius tony it feels like you shouldn't count him um and then felton was just the most dynamic in short areas yeah no that that's a good good uh point um do you have a comp for k johnson dennis northcutt <laughs> you saw that you know i saw another one on twitter it, it's kind of weird but you, i don't think it's a good comp but it's like you can see the traits i saw tyler lockett I think you can see some of the locket traits, like the the route. The routes look pretty similar, and like the the ball tracking ability. Um, anyways, mm, I, I don't think he's the same athlete, but I think that's interesting. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not good, but like you can kind of see it. Uh, hey, you know what? While we're here, can I shout out Austin Watkins because I thought he had a phenomenal week, and no one's talking about it. Yeah, I thought his day three like was m- maybe the maybe not the best of the receivers, but. Definitely one of the best. He had a just really solid week. Yeah, like he, I, I don't know if, if it was, if it was a lesser group, I think he would have his name would be buzzing a lot. Um, just like he felt like he won every single rep, and uh, like there was a couple bad drops, but other than that, it, he looked really, really good. Um, also Josh Palmer and Nico Collins, I thought, which we kind of touched yeah. on them too. Yeah. Palmer's such a big play guy, and Nico Collins. Ability to win contested catches. Yeah, I think those were the the guys. Even though, like, I don't like most of the receivers were really good, to be honest. Yeah, uh, honestly, for me, outside of kind of Sage Surratt, no one really disappointed. Oh, Ben Skronik was not good, but oh, Ben, yeah, Ben Skronik was the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Darby had a really nice week, and then like the game was just meh. Um, Shai Smith had a really nice week. Like, there's a there's yeah, a lot of receivers that hot. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of receivers. And like we said, Fitzpatrick was one of the best low-key guys there. So, Yeah, no, receiver group overall, really great. Yeah. Uh, best tight end. I I decided to group Ben Mason here to pick him uh, so I wouldn't have to pick the tight end. because I respect that. He, Ben Mason caught the ball way better than I was expecting. Dude. Especially for- on day three. He... He caught one on day like a forty yarder on day three where he dragged the ball to the side. Dragged the toes, yeah. I could, I could not believe he caught that, dude. Like uh, I know. Like, also, like, good, yeah. Awesome in pass protection as you expect, and yeah. flattening people in team in nine on seven. Yeah, like I did not like. I don't think he dropped a single ball. I don't think there was a single double catch either. Uh, the routes were solid. Like he was, he ran like a seven route. That was I think that was the seven route, wasn't it? 
Um, like there's, yeah. <laughs> he looked really fucking good. Um, to not cheat though, I mean it's not really cheating. He was listed as a tight end technically. I put Trey McKitty because the hands, the hands he flashed were big time, man. Like I think there was legit four or five one headed catches he had uh, over the week. It was like I don't know. It was like he just kept going to it, and it's smart because it kept flashing. A uh, couple ridiculous catches from him though. Like it was, I think it was day day two. He had like two or three in the one on ones. Um, blocking looked kind of mad, but I, I think he was the best tight end overall there. Um, I like I, I, Hunter Long and Kenny Abo did not stand out to me. No, like I thought, like I, I think you're right about McKitty. I think John Bates had like a better week than I was expecting at least. Ba- yeah, me too. Bates uh, was the he had a crazy one handed catch. Yeah, he did. Bates was like uh, like Bates would have been my runner up to be honest. Yeah, like, it was – I did not expect anything of him, and then he was, like, just very solid. Yeah, so, like, it's like he's not a good athlete, uh, but he's, like, a savvy route runner. He, he, he finds the separation at the end, and just strong hands. I think he made a lot of money, especially coming yeah. in as a late addition. Physical blocker, too. Yeah, good blocker. Uh, I, I like him as a day three guy now. Mm-hmm. Best interior O-line, obviously, is Quinn Miners. Uh, we talked about him. Who would you put two? Because there's Humphrey. a lot of good ones. Creed Humphrey. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Creed Humphrey had – if Quinn Miners didn't have that type of week, I think there would be a lot more hype about what Creed Humphrey came in and did. Yeah. Because he was he was just rock solid. He was locking people up. Uh, his hands looked fantastic. He played some guard even. Yeah. Um, he looked good. Like he looked – yeah, it looked like the plug-and-play center we thought he would be. And, like, any athletic athleticism concerns people had, like, he didn't struggle with that at all. No, you saw like a lot of nice like snatch blocks. Uh, he looked really like I, I can't think of a single loss from him, man. Like he he had a really really rock solid week, and like you know he's been sliding mm-hmm. down the board. He went from you know like the first interior offensive lineman off the board or the first center at least in the summer to sliding to like maybe a third round guy. I think he's in the he's in the second round now. I don't think he gets out of the second round. No, especially with teams. Um Maybe being scared to draft Landon Dickerson because of the injury history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. But uh, Humphrey of, was amazing. Uh, Humphrey Miners, Landon Dickerson, that's a couple uh, plug-and-play centers. There's a, Man, I know we keep talking about it. We, we've got even a more. There's just a lot of dogs in the middle there this year. Yeah. You mentioned Hainsey. I, I thought Drake Jackson had a very good week. I, I think now, he, like, he was kind he, of rough he, to start, he, he, and then he, he kind of settled in. He, He's he's an undersized guy, and you could see that when he was in one on one pass protection. Yeah. I thought he looked a lot better in team drill, and he was climbing really well to the second level and looked fantastic in combo blocks. Yeah, um, I th- I, th- I think like that's an interesting day three zone scheme center. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. Um, yeah, those those that's kind no of the... T, Dante Smith. Yeah, and I, I put Dylan Dylan Radens because I mean I put Smith for crush. So I just wanted to change it up. Raiden's another guy. It was him and Humphrey are kind of like the same. Like just every rep, Raiden's had a couple more losses than Humphrey did, I think. But just the base was so impressive, man. Playing so balanced, wide, strong, powerful. Like just once once you get on it in on him, he he had you. Uh, not not like super powerful hands, but just you know just kept you in front. And like he, I think he was he was rock solid, helped himself big time. I thought I thought the reps he did lose um, had to do with footwork and lateral agility, and I thought he looked better at guard. Like I think he's a guard. He, he 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 looked really good at guard too. Like there was a couple where he had, he had like really nice pulls too. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I I don't know if he I think he can play tackle, but I would not have any concerns about him playing guard either. So it doesn't make a difference. J- 
James Hudson also, I, I, I thought, in consideration. Yeah, I was going to say. His day three was a little lesser, but he stood out because he was such a great athlete. He got, like, so many guys on the ground, but it was, like, it's more so that he just had, like, a nice pop in his hands and, like, just rode them down, like, like leaned on them a bit. Yeah. He, wa- he washed a lot of guys just out of the play. He had a really good week. Like, there were some inconsistencies, but, uh, no, helped himself a lot, too. Huge upside. Raw, great athlete, huge upside. Yeah. Uh, best interior D-line, I cheated, uh, and I put Cameron Sample here just because he's playing I both. I knew you were I going to. I put him to. here because, yeah, I mean, well, none of the actual, like, Levi Onwuzuriki only practiced one day. He had some flashes. But, like, no no, at true interior guys stood out, I thought. So, yeah, here, I'll, I'll throw it like this. So, if we count Sample, it's him. Uh, if we count Osa, it, it's him for being most consistent. And if we just count real ideals uh, and the flashiness, I, I'll put Levi. Because day one, he was flashy as hell and looked really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I ended up Sample, Osa, too. And you're right about if true ideals would be Levi on the one-day practice. Yeah, um, yeah. Best edge, most complete edge week had to be Boogie. Yep. His hands, his ability to kick inside. Yep. He looked great as a run, setting the edge in, in team drill. Uh, he, he Maybe that first round buzz will come back a little bit too now. Yeah, like I can see him going in the in the late 20s. He's just, he's a fucking dude. Like he's just, he's, he's really good. And like, yeah, if I were to pick a second guy, it'd be Quincy Roche, who also looked pretty good in, uh, in Rundy in, in the team drills too. He was setting the edge pretty well. But, yeah, Boogie was clearly the best uh, edge there. Um, Can I Can I just – I didn't know where to mention this guy. I just wanted to mention he had, like, kind of a shockingly really solid week. Um, Chauncey Golston. He was not bad, eh? And he was playing interior as well. Yeah. No, he's not bad. Like, I, I don't think he was, like, over-the-top impressive. He, but, uh, no, he right. wasn't bad. I just felt he he's because I just didn't expect anything really from him. Yeah, very solid week. Uh, okay, best linebacker. I I struggled here. I don't think. Oh, I think one guy stood out above the rest. Who, okay, who'd you put? I put Jabril Cox. So you know, I, I thought I, quickly. I, I split it between Cox and Surratt. I think when Surratt was there, he he looked the best. Surratt. Um. Uh, okay, I'll say this. Cox, I think, was the most confident one-on-one coverage. Agreed. Of all the linebackers. Agree. Yeah. Uh, I I think Surratt was the best in Blitzer. pass rush. Yeah. Uh, it, but I think Cox was the second best. Yeah. Um, and then I think Surratt looked really good in team. Uh, but Cox was the only one who practiced all three days. So yeah, I, I gave him the win. Yeah, I kind of I kind of split it between the two. And like, but like like Cox looked the best. But even then, he had some really ugly beats too. To be honest, like. In in uh in pass coverage, uh, none of them really really caught my eye. Like, but yeah, I think those two were the the best two. Surratt and, and Cox athleticism just yes. kind of looked like it was on a different level. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, Baron Browning was pra- practiced like weird, inconsistent, and in playing different spots. Yeah. But he he would have been my third. I don't think he practiced on day two. Um, but he, yeah, he would have been my third guy. I think. Uh, agreed. Um. One big takeaway was too many Ohio State guys and too many guys wearing gold helmets. <laughs> so it's just got mixed oh up. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> and and yes, the Senior Bowl website needs to list numbers. Yeah, please, Nagy, and and throw your measurements on there. I don't know why they aren't either, but numbers we need badly. Okay, I think for me the hardest thing was to pick the best corner. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 
Okay, so uh, who'd you end up picking? I kind of cheated and gave it to Keith Taylor because of the game. But if we're going to go on practice, I, I, I gave it like a split between Melifonu and, and Robinson. I think Melifonu struggled on day one. I think he, he got better each day, and day three was really good from him. Yeah. I thought Aaron Robinson was really solid. I, I love um, how physical Aaron Robinson is. Every single rep, he yes. was just physical as hell. And the he ball, was a dog. Yeah, he just he didn't quit until the ball hit the ground. And, yeah, Mel, I agree with Melifonu. He had a really nice day three, and that's kind of why I ended up throwing his name in the bunch. Uh, I didn't I didn't have any corner really stand out, and I, I fell in love with any of them at all. And I think Trey Brown deserves a shout-out. I, yeah. I think Trey, Trey Brown was he, – he – I don't know if it's just something weird I noticed. He he was covering the most diverse skill set of receivers. Mm. Like he was covering the slots. He was covering um, the big big guys, and he he looked competent at it too. Um, he's playing with a little bit of feistiness. I I ended up picking him for my best corner. That's just fair. Because I thought he had the most complete week, and he had two picks in one on ones. That's really impressive. You don't that see you don't see too many interceptions at all in one on one, let alone back to back days. But I do think you're right in that Robinson and Melifonwu um, looked like the, those those were the two best corners talent wise. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they'll be the first two from the Senior Bowl batch picked. Exactly, and but like, like like I just said, I don't think either of them had amazing complete weeks. But no, but you saw the glimpses, and I just loved Robinson. How every single rep was a fucking yeah, fight for him. I love him so much. Uh, okay, finally, best safety. Richie Grant is easily correct. Yeah, not even close. The the picks were amazing. Um, like like I said, every, we talked about him a lot already. He just he was always around the ball, and so impressive how good he was in man to man. And like the hips looked like corner hips. Like I already said, um, just he was great. So much ball production at UCF, and then it translates to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and also like I think we both had to put him because he shut both of us off. So yes, I also think Homsen and Cyril Dean. If they didn't make him cover Marty Rogers mm. all those reps, like yeah. he would have been talked about so much more. Because anytime he was on a tight end, he smothered them. Yeah, like it. He he also looked really good in team as a coming down and filling. No, that's that's true. Um, which I I I I think DJ might have mentioned. Some teams view him as a will, which is interesting. I like that. I like that for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Grant just it felt like every time the ball was around him, he was making a play on it. And like there were there, oh, were, yeah. there was some where he didn't look great, but like it's one on one and he's the safety. Like, and yeah. it, the flashes were way better than uh, than the lows. That's for sure. He was he, uh, he was the only safety who like could hold up in, in the one on ones. Yeah. against the receivers for real. Um, but yeah, his instincts, his ball skills, his, his ability, his closing speed when the ball's in the air. Yeah, big time. Yeah, there was there was a big PBU um, like from behind. I, I forget who, what receiver it was, but on one, I mean one on ones like that was all big time. Well, AJ, we did it. We got through the twenty twenty one Senior Bowl. It's sad. It's over, but but we're happy it happened. I think. Uh, I <laughs> no, it was fun. It was really fun. I mean, give give the week a grade overall. I don't think they should have had fans there, but hey. Hey, sold to capacity, 65. I think it's funny that, like, they had 6,500 fans and, like, multiple NFL teams had zero or less if they did have fans. Yeah. Jim Nagy <laughs> built different. <laughs> um, yeah, Which coaching staff did you enjoy more? Uh, I think I, 
to no fault of their own, I, I picked the Panthers over the Dolphins, um, mainly because the quarterback play. <laughs> I'll, let me say that I thought the Dolphins ran a, a better practice for what I just wanted to see. Um, but I, I think Matt Rule and his staff was more electric just watching them. They, they were yeah. a lot of fun to watch. Keep in mind, the Dolphins don't have an offensive coordinator, too. So. <laughs> That's true. That's kind of weird. Anyways. Yes. Well, good work, AJ. We did it. Um, tune in for Super Bowl talk next time.